by surprise, although I think I've been doing this enough where I shouldn't be surprised. We are glad you're with us. I'm David Gray and back with Brad Sykes on our Friday edition of SWAT Radio. Brad, I know you've been on the road a little bit. You were back yesterday with uh, your guest, but uh, it's good to be back in the studio with you. Yeah, it's been a while. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I even commented as I walk in, you've lost some weight, buddy. A little bit. Little <laughs> no, bit. I was just, uh, it's probably been a couple of weeks since I was here. Uh, at least with you, and uh, always enjoy our Fridays as we uh, kind of work our way through the the, the passage that uh, Doug has been teaching all week. The last, but, uh, the last half of the last chapter uh, of the Book of Acts. Incredible. I mean, yeah. we are gonna. In fact, we're gonna put a bow on it today. I think um, Doug is gonna do a recap next week. Oh, good. But good. Uh, I told him, I said, you know, you need to be here for the final. <laughs> Uh, programs on acts you know so. no doubt no doubt and Will by it? the way before i forget thank you for the comment about my weight loss i told you when you came in the <laughs> studio not that it's that much but you're the first one who's actually said something to me about it and uh, but i'm i'm quickly reminded of the old bill parcells quote the great football coach from when he lost some weight and he was a big guy and he lost a little bit of weight and somebody commented on it and he said yeah it's like throwing a deck chair off the queen mary you know, so I'm kind of of that no. opinion right now. I got a ways to go, but Listen, if, if I always like that see, line. If you can see it in somebody, they're making progress. <laughs> right. And well, uh, I appreciate it. You know, it's uh, well, I, I do want to say yesterday had had my good friend, uh, Pastor Trey Brunson on. He's been on SWAT radio a number of times. Doug and I have known Trey. I've known Trey since probably 2008. Uh, in fact, he married my oldest daughter, and he will be marrying my youngest daughter. Marrying and, uh, as in officiating. Yeah, officiating, <laughs> not marrying them. But uh, yes, uh, Trey is happily married to Rachel. Uh, they have five children. Trey is just uh, Trey is on staff at the Church of Eleven Twenty Two, one of our local uh, kind of I call it a mega church. Yes, definitely. But uh, anyway, uh, Trey just has a heart for the gospel. And uh, just such a great guy yeah. to have in studio, just to chat it up. Yep. And, uh, yep. you know, by the way, the church lost a, uh, a, a great man today. Timothy Keller passed away mm. at the age of 72. And uh, Timothy Keller was actually the, uh, co-founded the Gospel Coalition back in 2005. He served as the vice president and then vice chair of the board. And uh, anyway, you know, I, I know there's some there has been some controversy over the last three years, probably since COVID. Um, I, I certainly have been impacted by Tim Keller's teaching over the years. I still remember the great uh, video series he did. It's called The Gospel in Life. Yes. Did you ever do that? Well, I didn't do that, but we I was in numerous studies that used some of his books, the for you books yes like galatians yes, yeah. for you oh, or matthew so for you really good yeah now you know again just um just a a good man uh, a, a solid uh biblical teacher um this article on the gospel coalition it uh, says with great sadness we mourn the loss of timothy keller 72 who died on may 19th more than three years after he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer yeah. 
Keller co-founded the Gospel Coalition in 2005, served as vice president, then vice chair of the board. As a board member until his death, Keller continued to offer counsel and direction for TGC and promoting gospel-centered ministry for the next generation. Yeah. I, I actually had the opportunity a couple of times to visit his church in New York City. And, you know, his his uh, his heart to reach the city yeah. was massive. Right, and, uh, right. I know, <clears throat> I know that his book that he wrote, I think back in 2008, he wrote a book called The Reason for God. Mm-hmm. And it was in response to common objections to the Christian faith that he heard during his time of ministry in New York City. Right. right. And so an important book. And I think he I think he did a lot. And I think there's a lot out there on YouTube and places where he answered questions and objections that people had to the faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important, yeah. right? To be able to use scripture to defend the faith. And we talk about that a lot. What's the reason for the hope that we have? Are we prepared to give that reason? And and it's through people like this, I think, and, and obviously for you and I, it's it's through a lot of other people, including Doug, that have, have helped us understand how to use scripture, mm-hmm. <clears throat> how to use truth yeah. to defend our faith. Yeah, I agree. I, I, uh, it, I'm, I sent you and Doug, I think, a YouTube video that had just come out, um, and it's, uh, it's got a lot of young pastors, got a lot of older pastors, and you know, I think he had a big impact on a younger generation, even though he was up in age. But, you know, we've been talking, Doug and I have talked over the last uh, couple of months, you and I have talked about it. Trey and I talked about it yesterday that, you know, we lost Charles Stanley right. earlier in the month or maybe end of last month, can't remember. Yep. Uh, now we lose Tim Keller. Uh, we lost R.C. Sproul a few years ago. Yep. You know, it's it's uh, there's a generation – yeah. Uh, that is passing on and yep. i thought it was it was uh in fact this morning before he passed uh we were reading an article my wife and i about he he was ready to go and uh he basically said you know i am ready yeah. and i want to see jesus yeah and it made you know it's whenever we lose somebody whether it be in our culture or close in our families you realize they're in the presence of the lord yeah and uh are we ready well, you know? and so much like what we've been talking about with Paul, you know, I, I know you weren't there, but at the, um, or were you at Doug's no, final? Uh, no, yeah, I wanted to be there. Yeah, I was on the road. But he closed <clears throat> the final SWAT Bible study by showing a clip um, from the movie, Paul, Apostle of Christ. Great movie. And which I have not seen. Oh, I my can't word. can't believe it. Yeah. But Doug's going to try to show that this summer and have a SWAT night this summer at SWAT night at the movies. Yeah, um, exactly. And um, well, that's how we originally saw it. Okay. We did a we did a SWAT night. Right, and it was great. somehow I missed that. But at the end yeah. uh, of the movie, Doug showed the clip of Paul and Luke, played by Jim Caviezel. Luke's played by Jim Caviezel, um, saying their goodbyes to each other, mm. and then Paul embracing arms with the Roman centurion who he had been close with, obviously mm-hmm. in his captivity, and. Uh, just such a powerful scene of his readiness to go. Yeah. And 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 uh, I guess I'm doing a little spoiler, but in that clip Paul is talking about his coming death and he says to Luke to live as Christ and to die as gain and and Jim Caviezel as Luke says, "I like that one. I'm going to write that down or something like that." <laughs> yeah. You know, that was that was good. So um anyway, yeah, may it be that we're all ready like that. Isn't that the truth? Well, I, uh, in fact, I was just thinking, being a big reader, and I know um, uh, I was exchanging some text messages with a friend of mine, and I was commenting, I think, 
I don't know. Yeah, Tim Keller certainly put out a lot of good material, some good books. I already mentioned the uh, Gospel in Life series. That is a a tremendous, tremendous uh, uh, tool uh, for small group studies. And uh, but one of you mentioned the reason for God. The one that impacted me, and I'll, in fact, this particular guy I was texting with was the Prodigal God. Mm. You know, you think about just the title itself sounds controversial, mm-hmm. and yet the the Prodigal God, one of the best books I've read I've read in the last thirty years. Mm. Uh, so anyway, uh, he also did a did a great book. Uh, if you need a good mo- book for marriage, The Meaning of Marriage uh, by Tim Keller, I highly recommend it. And so we we. Uh, we rejoice with those who rejoice. We grieve with those who grieve. <clears throat> yeah. uh, we know Tim Keller is uh, in the presence of his Savior, and uh, we rejoice over that. Yeah, so. want, wanted to. Um, Doug had texted us and wanted to just mention this. Um, uh, something I think this is from Twitter. It says Keller's last words to his son pointed to his hope in eternal glory. He said, uh, supposedly his last words, according to his son, are there is no downside for me leaving, not in the slightest. Uh, and so I, I, and then see you soon. Yeah. So I, I thought that was, that was powerful and, and really good. And, and, you know, I've been and so many others who are listening and, and uh, others have been in this situation. I, you may have been Brad, I just being around a believer who you know is dying mm. and, and and I've seen some powerful things and including my own mother who was ready to go and I've joked it's kind of funny in retrospect but her apologizing to us to her kids that it was taking so long her death you know and, and uh and still having that sense of humor but but you can only do that if you have confidence and, yeah. and, and no fear. Yeah, you know and I have I, I know many of us you and I I know Doug we We've been discouraged uh, by a lot of what we've seen in the church over the last two or three years. Yeah, um, capitulating on issues that we shouldn't be doing, you know. Uh, and again, I, 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 I don't want to get into it here. You know, in some of Keller's positions over the last two or three years, we're a little disappointing. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he's just one of many who took positions. Yeah. Um, that I think I think we're wrong, yeah. and I think they've been proven to be wrong yep. later on. And yeah. I, I think there's, um, I, I just think we don't follow a man, and so yep. whether it's Tim Keller yep. or it's John MacArthur or John Piper yep. or even the Apostle Paul, we don't follow men. Paul uh, said he was the chief of sinners, absolutely. And, and, and Paul and, said, right. "Follow me as I follow Christ." Right, right. and uh, it's a, you know it's a good reminder because we we typically will elevate man. Yeah. And, uh, and it's, it's a dangerous thing to do. Yep. Uh, but yeah. well, you, you mentioned, um, you mentioned all the leaders, prominent leaders and godly leaders that we've lost in, in Keller and Charles Stanley and RC Sproul a few years ago. And, and you mentioned the, the church capitulating on certain issues. And we talk about that sometimes as we look at things that are going on in the culture. And I, I came across a headline just today. You may not have seen this yet, but it's from about a church in Texas. Protesters condemn Christian church hosting family-friendly drag night. And apparently it was a, a, a Methodist church in, uh, in Texas uh, became the venue for a May 13th LGBTQ event uh, known as Pride Prom. <clears throat> it was billed by organizers as a family-friendly drag show. And a poster for the event 
read Pride Prom, Be True to You. Um, and this is being hosted at a, at a Methodist church. So, you know, there's, there's, we've talked about this a lot, right, in our discussions about what's going on in the culture and how do we respond uh, with love and kindness, but more importantly, with, with truth. Well, they're all, they're all the same. Responding with truth is responding right. with love and kindness. <clears throat> but this idea that somehow if you don't accept these lies— you're being unloving mm-hmm. as opposed to telling the truth and not accepting those lies that's viewed as unloving yeah. and unkind yeah. and nothing yeah. could be further from the truth. That is so backwards and it's, it's so discouraging to see a church probably billing itself as a Bible believing mm-hmm. Bible teaching church to use the word you yeah. use capi- <clears throat> capitulating to this. Yeah. Well, it's a constant uh, effort uh, to fit the church into the culture not the culture to fit into the church and i think it's a yeah well listen we're 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 witnesses to it you know and i know uh you know i'm very you've been on the inside of the the ministry uh bills need to be paid things need to be done but so often we become very pragmatic in how we get those bills paid Mm -hmm. and the reality is you know is i think as you know, we look back on Acts, and the the one thing that I would say about Paul, and then obviously Acts isn't about Paul. Yeah. Uh, but Paul is a main. He's certainly a main character in this uh, letter. Yep. Absolutely. And it's it's you can't look at Paul's life and not say the man had courage. Absolutely. And he Boldness. stood. He yeah. And I mean, you think of what he's done even right up to the end here. So, and we're going to talk about that more when we come back on SWAT Radio. We're going to take our first break. Glad you're with us and come back after the break on SWAT Radio. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida. They are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards. 904-580-7255. That's 904-480-7255. And online at guardiangroupjacks.com. That's guardiangroupjacks.com. The Guardian Group. Happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the truth. This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. We're seeing an identity crisis in today's millennial women. Suddenly, Gen Z is saying parting your hair on the side and wearing skinny jeans are uncool. It's almost like when millennials made fun of our mom jeans, isn't it? 
It can all seem like some surface level jesting, but there were some seriously emotional responses to the Gen Z commentary. Why? When we look deeper, we see a generation of millennial women who have so much of their identity wrapped up in what other people think of them. It is critical that we exemplify for our girls what it is to anchor our identity in Christ. It's the greatest lesson we can teach them. We are God's beloved children, and when we anchor our confidence in that, nothing of the world can shake us. Want to learn more? Read about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, Palm Coast Listens at 91.9. broken sky traced out by the city lights my world from a mile high best seat in the house tonight touch down in the cold black top hold on for the sudden stop breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos welcome back to swat radio everyone david gray and brad sykes here with you uh on friday may 19th live from jacksonville and we are uh, going to get into the last part of the last chapter of the book of Acts as we end our uh, almost two-year study. Doug and I were talking about that. Uh, it's been a great study. Actually, uh, I've, I've been corrected. Uh, Chuck Baker shared with me, and Chuck's probably listening, so Chuck, text me if you get this. It's been over two years <laughs> yeah. since we've been in Acts. Yep. And uh, as you said, Doug closed it out last week. Unfortunately, I was not there. But I was I was just telling you one of the things I love about being on the road is uh, is getting to listen to a lot of podcasts that I have stored up, and uh, just as a reminder that uh, this passage we're working through, and you guys kind of you were in at least once this week with Doug. Uh, I know uh, Pastor Will was in, but looking at where God calls His leaders to number one, a life of service; yeah. number two, a love for his sheep and number three a loyalty to the savior in fact god uses paul again and again to be his ambassador in chains uh, wherever he leads him you know so oftentimes we 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 find ourselves in difficult circumstances and we think uh god's abandoned us yet paul never uh, never leads to that conclusion in fact in chapter 28 paul finally arrives in rome took him two years to get there but he's finally made it in God's timing. Yeah. And isn't that it's a good reminder that whatever you're going through, God if you're his, God has not abandoned you. In fact, he's he's working yeah. all things out. Right. Um and I I know Romans 8:28 you, you can take great comfort in it. Uh I can even take great comfort in Romans 8:29 that he is in the process. Yep. He is sanctifying you. He is transforming you. And he's going to use chains to do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, sharing the good news of Christ with the world is the theme of the book of Acts. Luke writes about it, the power of the church, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the mission of the church to worship, to teach, to fellowship, and to evangelize. Yeah. I think, you know, as you and I have had that discussion over the last uh, probably year where we've looked back at Paul and uh, w- what has impacted me the most is this guy this radical saul becomes radical paul yeah 
and he is unashamed to declare the gospel. Right. It doesn't matter who it's to, he is there, yep. and he's he's heralding the gospel. Yep. And the fact that, and we'll talk a little more about this as we go through the text, but the fact that God took someone who was persecuting is almost an understatement. He was <laughs> yeah. killing Christians. He was rounding them up mm-hmm. in, in layman's term, terms, right? And he was looking to have them prosecuted and, and even killed. And he it was there, it's the Bible says, at the stoning of Stephen and giving his approval. He was holding the coats of those who were doing it. And, you know, you wonder... Why did God do this, use someone like that? But the truth is, we're all like that. Absolutely. Now, now from a human standpoint, I think there was some intentionality on God's part, right, to use someone and to change someone so dramatically that people would look at him and say, this has to be God. Although Mm -hmm. a lot of people didn't. Paul even thought that, that people would believe because they would see the difference in him. So that's not always true, but I think there is intentionality on God's part to take someone who was so radically opposed to the gospel and then became, to your point, so radically uh, uh, the advocate of the of the yeah. gospel. Yeah. Um, but that's all of us. Oh, absolutely. That's every one yeah. of our story yeah. at, at its core is that we're all, the Bible says, while we were still sinners, while we were enemies of God, mm-hmm. he died for us. Mm. And um, just to be reminded of that, Paul is such a visual example of that, and that's such a tremendous example. But, but it's true in all our lives as well. So no, no doubt. I, I think you're right. I think we, it, it is, it is all, all the Bible, all of Scripture, points to the glory of God, mm. and you know there, there is no greater um, uh, glory that God is to receive when a sinner is brought to salvation. It doesn't matter whether it's Paul or it's David Gray or Brad or Doug. It doesn't matter. Yep. The fact that God redeems his His elect, he, he redeems us, he transforms us, and that's what he did with Paul. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's a, it, I think so, and again, we're going to work through this passage fairly quickly, but we're, we're going to see in Paul, as you, you guys have taught this week, is that we're going to see a life of faithful integrity. Uh, in fact, it's demonstrated in godly character. We're going to look at a, a life of faithful evangelism demonstrated in godly compassion. Like Trey and I talked about that yesterday. Uh, it's, it's one of the things I would say, you know, in light of the, the, the passing of Tim Keller. Tim Keller was a compassionate man. Now, sometimes we can allow our compassion to overrule God's word. Mm-hmm. We have to be careful right. about that. And then in verses 25 through 31 of this text, uh, we see a life of faithful boldness, which we have already talked, demonstrated in godly conviction. And, uh, you know, when I think of these things, godly character, godly compassion, godly conviction, boy, those are three areas when you look at the church today. And quite frankly, if I'm going to be honest, when I look at my own heart, yeah. I see my struggle in those three areas. Absolutely. Yeah. I think one of the prayers, I said this with Doug the other day, for me is, God, give, give me a heart that cares more about people's destiny. Exactly. Because sometimes I don't care. Yeah. And not only do I not care, but I've caught myself at various times thinking when I'm angry with someone or get angry about somebody, you know, going against what God says, like I haven't done that, right? But- Oh, you'll get yours. 
you know, wait till you wait till you see, wait till you stand before God, mm. right? That yeah, that thought, right. and 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 that's that's wrong on my part. Yeah, yes, it's the Bible teaches that we're going to die either with our sins on Jesus or our sins on ourselves, but. I shouldn't be relishing. The Bible says God doesn't take, doesn't delight in the death of wicked, the wicked. I shouldn't be looking forward to that or thinking about that. And yet I catch myself doing that sometimes. And so that's one of my prayers is that I'll care more um, about what people are really facing. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, we're, uh, I was just sharing, I've listened to a lot of podcasts over the last few days and um, you know, I, I realize that, um, these little devices we have here are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can be used for some some good things, but so oftentimes they are wired. They are designed to capture us, yep. to ensnare us. And uh, it, it, I was listening to something this week, and it, I won't get into it. But I really just in the car by myself as I'm bringing two cars back from Colorado to Jacksonville. Vicky and Hannah are in one car. I'm in another car by myself. Is I'm I'm literally confessing, God, um, I want you to have all my heart. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to have part of it. And yet, so oftentimes, I am, I, I'm I'm trapped. I feel in chains to some degree. And uh, I was thinking about one of the songs. I don't know if we just came out of this song, uh, the Brandon He song. It says, uh, "Give." It's a song. Give me your eyes. It says, "Look yeah. down from a broken sky, traced out by the city lights, my world." From a mile high, best seat in the house tonight. Touch down on the cold black top. Hold on for the sudden stop. Breathe in the familiar shock of confusion and chaos. Boy, is that our world? Yeah. All those people going somewhere. Why have I never cared? Mm. Man, does that not rip you? Yeah. Give me your eyes for just one second. Give me your eyes so I can see everything that I keep missing. Give me your love. For humanity mm. and and you know as you look at paul i, you, I i'm sure you do this you, you look at characters whether it be in the in the scriptures or in a book you're reading you've never met that person but you have this image sure. of who they are sure. and, and i think i have that image of paul this just tough guy yep he was tough but he was compassionate yeah and boy do i need that yeah that's a good description of jesus too i it I, is i think that sometimes I'm speaking generally. I think people get this idea of Jesus being this wimpy, not maybe wimpy is the wrong word, but this passive kind of, you know, wallflower who taught love and kindness and which he certainly did. But you really read the scriptures when it describes him. Hmm. You don't go in and overturn the tables in the temple and make a whip out of cords. And that's, that's a, that's a discussion for another show, but another program, but, but, (laughs) Um, Jesus was as tough as they come from a speaking from a human standpoint, right? And look at how he lived. Exactly. And where he slept. Exactly. And, and this was no, but yet how many times does it say in scripture that he looked at the crowds and he had compassion on them? How many times did he respond to somebody requesting healing or, or, or how many times, you know, it talks about him looking at Jerusalem yeah. And having compassion for the people, uh, yeah, and even to weeping, the po- exactly, and even yeah. to the point on the cross of saying, "Father, forgive them; they don't know what they're doing." Yeah. Right? And yeah. and could I just have a little bit of that? 
Yeah. Oh man, I, <laughs> I'm, I think I've shared. Uh, we're going to take a break in just a second, but I'm I'm in the process of memorizing uh, Colossians chapter three. I'm almost done with it, but uh, Colossians three verse twelve says, "Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, mm. kindness, humility, meekness, and patience." Yeah. And uh, I've told Vicky that verse right there, I want to change me. Mm. So. Amen. Well, we are going to take our break at the bottom of the hour for the news. Give us a call at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question on SWAT Radio. And we will be right back after the news. John MacArthur with more Portraits of Grace. God doesn't really need a lot of people to accomplish his work. He just needs the right people. And Daniel shows us the impact that one person can have when that person is completely committed to God. That's how it is throughout Scripture. For example, Noah was God's man during the flood. Joseph was God's man in Egypt. Moses was God's man in the wilderness. And Joshua was God's man in entering the Promised Land. And that pattern continues today. When God puts his people in the right place, then his message gets through and spreads. As a Christian, you're God's person in your family, in your school, on your job, in your community. He puts you there as his ambassador to influence others for Christ. What a privilege. What an awesome responsibility. Thank him for the opportunity to be such a portrait of grace. There's major delays because of a multi-vehicle crash on I-95 southbound at Bay Meadows Road blocking the right lane. Also, there's another accident on I-95 southbound before I-10. And there's a crash on the West Beltway 295 northbound between 103rd Street and Wilson Boulevard. Partly cloudy tonight, low 70. Saturday will start the weekend mostly sunny, high 87. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed. For the good Lord. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, happy you're with us here on our Friday edition of the SWAT radio program. And we are going to read our text here, Acts chapter 28, verses 17 to 31. It's kind of a long passage, so we want to jump into it. But I did want to mention real quickly that Doug is away this weekend. Doug is speaking tonight and would covet your prayers, I know, uh, at a uh, men's group known as a ministry known as Locking Arms Men, uh, building authentic men and turning leaders into disciple makers. I'm just looking uh, briefly at the website uh, if you want to know any more information about their uh, ministry, it's called Locking. The website is lockingarmsmen.org. And that, they're in the, Doug is in the Pittsburgh area. That's and, with uh, Wasniewski, I think it is. That's correct. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. It, right. And father his, and son. Father and son. And the son uh, played in the NFL and has a couple Super Cu- Bowl rings. Couple rings. Doug's talked about that. He 
was a backup who became a starter and played in Super Bowls and has a couple of rings. So uh, Doug is speaking there tonight, and I know he would value uh, your prayers for him. So. Definitely. In fact, it just makes me think of <clears throat> uh, if you ever – you know, uh, we have this library of uh, podcast uh, is what I call them. Um, if you go to SWATradio.com, you can find them there. Download the SWAT radio app. You can go back and listen to interviews we had with mm. Wozniewski's. And right. uh, they're, right. they're definitely worth going back yep. to listen to. Yep. So, Well, as mentioned, we're going to read Acts 28, 17 to 31. I'm going to take uh, 17 through 22, and then Brad will jump in to Give me a break. So let's read that now, and then we'll discuss it. Uh, Acts twenty-eight seventeen to 31. After three days, he, Paul, called together the local leaders of the Jews, and when they had gathered, he said to them, Brothers, though I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our fathers, yet I was delivered as a prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans. When they had examined me, they wished to set me at liberty because there was no reason for the death penalty in my case. But because the Jews objected, I was compelled to appeal to Caesar, though I had no charge to bring against my nation. For this reason, therefore, I have asked to see you and speak with you, since it is because of the hope of Israel that I am wearing this chain. And they said to him, We have received no letters from Judea about you, and none of the brothers coming here has reported or spoken any evil about you. But we desire to hear from you what your views are, for, with regard to this sect, we know that everywhere it is spoken against. Verse 23, when they had appointed a day for him, they came to him at his lodging in great, greater numbers. From morning till evening, he expounded to them, testifying to the kingdom of God and trying to convince them about Jesus, both from the law of Moses and from the prophets. And some were convinced by what he said, but others disbelieved. And disagreeing among themselves, they departed after Paul had made one statement. The Holy Spirit was right in saying to your fathers through Isaiah the prophet, Go to this people and say, You will indeed hear, but never understand. And you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn and I would heal them. Therefore, let it be known to you that this salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They will listen. He lived there two whole years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance this is the very word of god and the end of the book of acts yes amen amen wow amen yeah amen you know as i was uh reading through this before we got together and um i, I should have brought one of my other bibles uh, in fact trey and i were talking about this yesterday on the air I, a number i don't know if you heard yesterday but trey trey's dad was uh is uh dr mac brunson who was former pastor at first baptist here in jacksonville and and uh anyway i don't know if it was his dad i may have missed that but uh somebody had encouraged trey to buy a bible every year so by you know, january get a new bible start a new bible and work through it for mm. the year take notes whatever yeah. and then hand that bible give that bible to somebody hmm. 
And I, I wish I'd have brought my other Bible because I haven't done that. That's a cool idea. Quite frankly, I'm a little possessive of the yeah. Bibles that I have, yep. uh, mainly because they've got my notes, the notes in them. Right. And, uh, right. But as I was just kind of working through this, you know, one of the things we do here on Fridays is we read the text. Uh, that is what should be guiding us. And that's ultimately, it's kind of a method of discipleship. I, I'm not a big program person. I believe we as men and women need to come together around the Word of God, not our opinions, not even necessarily what we've been taught, although sometimes what we've been taught comes out as we discuss that, but that we would open the Word of God and we would read through it together. And so one of the first questions we we ask each other in that process is, what stands out here to you? You know, what stands out to you? And there's a lot in here, yeah. obviously. Well, for me, uh, what the notes I made were that, that now I realize this group of Jewish leaders that he's speaking with is not the same group that he had dealt with back in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and in other places, but it still stands out to me that after all the Jewish leaders have done to oppose him, yeah. not just to oppose him, but, but to try to kill him yeah, absolutely on, on several occasions. Mm-hmm. Paul is still going to the Jews first and he's pleading with them to believe, right? What would my attitude have been toward the Jews after all of that? Um, You know, we read in, in Romans nine, three, we've talked about this. Paul writes for, I could wish that I myself were accursed, Mm. accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my brothers, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. Paul is, those aren't just words. He's living this out, that he would go as far as condemning himself to yeah. hell, blotting his name out of the book of life for the sake of his fellow countrymen. And he's showing that here. He's living out that compassion that we were talking about earlier and living out the, the love for his people. So that was, that was the first thing that, that really jumps out at me. Yeah, that that is a powerful thought because I've thought about that verse before. And uh, it wasn't just in that one spot either. He no. did. It, he did it again. Multiple times. And uh, you think, do I love people that much? Right. Um, man, I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's just. I'm just being honest. Yeah. You know, I think I was just kind of marking up my Bible here. Just a couple of things that I are so powerful, and one of them came to my mind uh, the last week when I was out in Colorado. But it, it speaks in verse 25, and disagreeing among themselves, they departed after Paul had made one statement. Mm, yep. The Holy Spirit was right in saying to your fathers through Isaiah the prophet, go to this people and say, you will indeed hear, but never understand. You will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their eyes they can barely hear, and their eyes they have closed. And, you know, it, it, it makes me think of the culture we're living in. Mm-hmm. And and so often we look at the culture today and we just write it off. We just dismiss it. Paul was not that way. Right. But I think it this it we have to understand that as we speak into the culture, the gospel, as we bring light into the darkness, that doesn't mean that all people are going to hear it and believe it. Sure. Be, because the truth is is that it says, you will indeed hear, but never understand. Uh, and you will indeed see, but never perceive. Mm. Listen, I have had the opportunity, as have you, I, I know Doug has, where you have 
clearly articulated the gospel. You have heralded, proclaimed it, declared it to people with with much conviction, and yet they still don't get it. Right. And it there is a human part of us that goes, "Oh, God, I'm done." <laughs> you know, Paul is never done. No. And uh, I I know we're going to take a break here, but one of the things I had the opportunity while I was out in Colorado with my with my mother in law, her sister is um, an atheist. Hmm. She's in her 80s, and her husband is Jewish, but hmm. not a practicing Jew. Mm-hmm. And as I had her in the car by myself, and I do that often, actually Vicky was with me, I asked her, I said, Carol, have you ever shared the gospel with them? Well, it was so foreign to her. She goes, no, but I, I don't know how to do that. You know, and it's not complicated. So you tell I mean, her to just, listen on Friday. No, yeah, but I, you know, <laughs> or I, any other day. Well, and you, we've talked about it here. You know, um, anyway, I just kind of pleaded with her mm. that God has given you that person in your life. You're you're not going to convert them. That's right. a work of the Holy Spirit, right? But you are, as Doug says, a conduit, right, of the gospel. Yeah, you're not strictly a consumer of it. We, we are to be a conduit. And so, uh, I don't know, maybe that's a challenge for me, a challenge for many of us. Oh, it's a challenge for all of us. I mean, I, I was joking there about her response about <laughs> I don't know how to do it. But that's, that's I, I, I act like that so many times, even though I would say I know how, but I don't do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't do it. And I think we worry. I know I worry. Whenever I say we, I mean I. I know, yeah. <laughs> I, I worry too much about what I'm going to say and what the other person's going to think and how I'm going to say it and is it going to come out right. But to your point, we're the conduit. God's doing it and it says he'll give us the words to say. Right, right. So we're going to take our last break of the day here on SWAT Radio. Call us at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question on anything having to do with what we've been talking about in the book of Acts. And we will be right back after the break. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. Enhanced fitness. As we age, our fitness needs change. First Coast YMCA offers Enhanced Fitness, a 16-week arthritis and fall prevention program that helps enhance strength, balance, and flexibility. These are fun, low-impact classes that promote movement and help older adults stay active, energized, and independent. The classes are free to YMCA members and anyone in the community thanks to a federal grant. Contact First Coast YMCA for a schedule of classes, fcymca.org. Packing breakfast for your child is good, but to go to a restaurant? Trace Embry explains next, unlicensed to parents. 
I was eating breakfast at a local restaurant when a young mother and her little boy walked in and sat down in the booth next to me. Perhaps there was more to this story than met my eye, but I'm seeing this scenario more and more lately. A young parent ordering off the menu in a sit-down restaurant while Junior, in this case a boy of about four, digs into his Happy Meal that Mom had just purchased from the McDonald's across the street. Do you see a problem here? When kids are routinely accommodated to that degree at that early an age and washing breakfast down with a Coke, no less, aside from the obvious health issues, this kid is en route to the dregs of Entitlementville and perhaps even darker places when his teen years arrive. Trace is the founder of Shepherd's Hill Academy, helping troubled teens. Learn more at licensedparent.org. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, serving Kings Bay at 91.3. If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain He's a pain Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, happy to be with you as we get into our last segment here and our last uh, look at the last chapter of Acts. We read the uh, verses 17 to 31, and we've been talking about that text in light of the questions that we use on Fridays that we try to answer, and we were just talking about kind of what stands out to us in the text. And, And the next question we usually get into is, um, what does the text teach us about God? What does it teach us about people? So, Brad, I'll let you go well, first uh, on this one. Since I kind of shared what I did about uh, verses really 25 through 27, uh, speaking of the, the reality that uh, some will hear, some won't hear it. Some will see it, some won't see it. Uh, Paul, uh, even Jesus, when he was explaining parables, he said, I, I teach this way because some won't get it mm. you know and it's it's kind of a i know that's a very difficult concept for people to understand it was for me to be honest you know that god is gonna hide uh the 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 realities of what he's teaching from those who aren't his yeah um and i think that's mm. where i i think what it speaks to me about god is that god is sovereign yeah and boy, I've had, I'm sure you have too. I've had some, some difficult conversations with people over the sovereignty of God. And I've asked them, uh, you know, listen, we, I don't know exactly how it all works, but I can tell you one thing. I don't want to worship a God who isn't in control. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, whether or not my, you know, neighbor down the street ever comes to Christ or not, I am to be faithful to declare the gospel right. to them, to the lost. Yeah. I am not responsible for what he does with that. Uh, in, in reality, God is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I had something similar. Um, that was really well said. I, I was thinking, you know, God and Doug talked this week about judicial blindness and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go down that trail because it's complicated and i certainly don't understand you mean we don't have another two hours (laughs) (laughs) but it's true nonetheless this idea that eventually a continual rejection of god Mm -hmm. and the truth that god god's word expounds will lead to 
someone not being able to believe God yeah. giving them over to this judicial judicial blindness. But but my first note was, yet God's message and His Word is clear. <laughs> it says that Paul in in verses twenty three twenty four it says from morning till evening he expounded to them, testifying to the kingdom of God and trying to convince them about Jesus from both the law of Moses and from the prophets. So God doesn't hide the message of the gospel, right? It's there for all who are willing to hear and believe. That's and, right. and yet, and yet, and then my follow-up point here was people won't believe, despite the overwhelming evidence, right. people won't believe unless the Holy Spirit draws them. Yeah. Jesus said, you won't have the Father. You won't believe in me unless the Father draws you. And then he said, if you have me, if you have the Son, you have the Father. Yeah. And if you don't have the Son, you don't have the Father. Yeah. So anybody, by the way, who thinks that you don't have to have the biblical view of Jesus, but yet you'll have God the Father, that's not accurate. Jesus yeah. said, you don't have the Father if you don't have me. Yeah. But but this idea that that God is sovereign and he and he makes the message of the gospel plain, and yet to those he doesn't draw it's impossible. And that's, again, that's, yeah. we don't fully so understand good. that. Um, and, and, and instead of making the argument or voicing the opinion, which I've known some people to do when they oppose, when they argue against that idea that God is sovereign and God has, has chosen people in, in election before the foundation of the world, that if God were fair, none of us, and Doug said this mm-hmm. the other day, none of us would would be saved. Yeah. We'd all yeah. be condemned. We'd all yeah. be separated him and punished for the fraternity. Yeah. And yet the fact that the fact that he saves any of us is incredibly I always like to respond to that God's not fair with you're right. <laughs> you're right. He's incredibly unfair in our favor. Exactly. In that he That's exactly in that he, right. he blesses us with salvation in Jesus when he didn't have to do anything. What would have been just is to condemn us all to hell and what comes out of an understanding of that should be a heart of worship that a heart of gratitude and worship and yeah yeah and as i say these words i immediately think of what a hypocrite i am sometimes and how often i'm not grateful and i'm not thankful and i take it for granted Mm. Mm. and that's the wrong attitude so i confess that and need to be forgiven for that 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 too often i'm i i don't have that at the forefront of my mind. Well, this gets to really the importance of being in a fellowship. You know, listen, to, I, I know a lot of people through COVID stopped going to church. And uh, we need the community of believers Absolutely. to be encouraged, to be equipped. And, uh, you know, everything you just said is exactly what I would say about myself. Yeah, the The struggles of just being faithful to declare the gospel you know as we wrap up i'm going back to the kind of the three points that doug brought out of this text was a life of faithful integrity demonstrated in godly character Uh, a, a a life of faithful evangelism demonstrated in godly compassion and i made a note there based on what you and i were talking about earlier compassion without compromise yeah and which kind of Right. leads me to that last part which is a life of faithful boldness demonstrated in godly conviction and yeah. just to to wrap up for me you know so what okay yeah. based on not so, not based on all of acts but i could say based on all sure, of acts at sure. least since chapter 9 
Um, I would say for me, this last verse really sums up what I am to be doing. It says, well, it says in verse 30, he lived there two whole years at his own expense and welcomed all who came to him, proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. Mm. Man, may I do that. May I preach, may I teach with compassion, but may I do it with boldness and without hindrance because we are hindered in our world today. Yeah. For some, I said this when I taught about three weeks ago. Listen, the church hasn't been silenced. We've silenced ourselves. Yeah, right. We've hindered ourselves. Right, right. Well, along the lines of what you're saying, I, I was thinking about it from this standpoint on the how can I live differently, the so what question. Boldness comes from a confidence in something. And I was trying to so come good. up with an athletic analogy, you know, thinking about a golf analogy or a basketball analogy. But think about playing golf. When you're at the top of your game, and your game being at the top of your game is a far different mountaintop <laughs> from the top of my game, but when you're confident in your game, you've been playing, you've been practicing, and you're confident in your game, you're going to be a lot more bold yeah. about trying certain shots. <laughs> I can right? hit that shot. Yeah, I can hit that shot. And sometimes maybe in golf yeah. or other sports, <clears throat> that's not a good thing. But God humbles but, me yeah, there real quick. Yeah. But, but you know what I mean. No, totally. We're confident about the things that we're assured of. And and what is more true than God's promises? And 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 so my live differently and so what response was A, to be thankful for God's plan to graft in the Gentiles. That that's me. Mm, mm. I'm in God's family due yeah. to God's sovereignty and Paul's work. Doug yeah, mentioned that. Exactly. If Paul doesn't do what he does, we yeah. maybe aren't sitting here. Um and then asking God for increased assurance and certainty of my place in his family and in his kingdom so that my boldness will increase. That's really where Paul's boldness came from. He was so sure <clears throat> of God's promises and God, his spot in God's family that, he, like he said, to live as Christ and to die as gain. Right. And so I, you mentioned the song earlier, Give Me, Give Me Your Eyes, for just I thought of the song, Whom Shall I Fear, right? The God of Angel Armies. Mm. You know, Whom Shall I Fear? Yeah. Right? So... You know, and, and and I think I can live differently about, and this again is very similar to what you said, putting boldness into action in what I would consider uncomfortable situations, Yeah. right? Yeah. It's one thing to, and this is where I'm really caught up short, it's one thing to proclaim and to say things when we're sitting behind these microphones. This is a Christian radio show, right? right. It is. Yeah. It's a, it's a Bible study type radio show program. Doug, I'm surprised. It's a, it's a show. Doug's going to call in as Frank from Palatka and say, what do you mean a show? A program. Um, but it's another, it's also easy when, you know, you're teaching a Sunday school class in church. You're in that setting. It's another thing to come across like we talked about a family member who's an unbeliever or yeah. a friend who you have a long history with. Those are more uncomfortable situations. And I want more boldness in those situations well and we talked about the sovereignty of god i mean listen tim keller passed earlier today god knew his passing before he was ever ever born in the womb yeah, absolutely <laughs> he knows ours he yeah. knows every hair on our head as few as we may have uh he knows every breath we will take do i believe that yeah. if i believe he is sovereign then he is sovereign over every day every breath every second every minute of my life 
And why am I not doing this? Mm -hmm. Why am I not declaring the gospel faithfully? You know, and I think that's the challenge for me personally. There's a lot in this whole uh, letter that Luke wrote, and uh, I'm so glad we got to go through it. Amen. Well, Doug is going to be back next week. I know you may or may not be here. I'll be here a couple of days. Yeah, and I may be here a day or two, but we will. Doug is going to do a recap. Uh, of the book of Acts next week. So it'll just be a, an overview and a summary and that will will end the study on Acts and then we'll move into a more summer schedule. So we are glad you've been with us. Have a great weekend and tune in Monday on SWAT Radio.